One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. Spring is a great time of year to do some cleaning around the house and clean up your finances. And something else that you can do for your family this spring is shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses, things like mortgage payments, credit card payments, car loans, or even college costs. I have a wife and two kids, with a third on the way, by the way, and business partners that all depend depend on my income. So I needed life insurance and Policy Genius made that so incredibly easy. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about the blueprint to scale quickly in real estate. Welcome to the Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, founder of MasterMoney.co. And today on the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to be talking about the blueprint to scale quickly in real estate. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram or TikTok at MasterMoneyCo and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast to. And if you want to help out the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Can't thank you guys enough for leaving those five-star reviews. They help the show out so incredibly much. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube as well at Master Money on YouTube. So today, we're going to be getting and laying out a blueprint on how to scale in real estate quickly. And typically on this podcast, we talk about how to get rich slowly. We want you to hit your minimum investment goals and utilize that to get rich slowly. But today I'm going to lay out a path of how you can scale a real estate portfolio fairly quickly in a much faster way. And if you want to build wealth, a lot of people think you need to take massive risks, but you can do this in a very controlled way. And we're going to lay out the exact example of one way that you could do this to scale in real estate. And then you could utilize this blueprint and look at the real estate options that you're interested in. Maybe you're interested in single family houses. Maybe you're interested in apartment buildings. Maybe you're interested in short-term rentals. 
Maybe you're interested in mobile home parks. You can look at this blueprint and use this blueprint across any real estate situation that you're interested in. But you want to specialize in one, especially when you're starting out, so that you can actually master real estate in that specialization. Now, what I'm going to do today is when I lay out this blueprint, I'm going to do it with multifamily housing because it's a very real way to understand how you can scale very quickly. And multifamily housing is one great investing asset to cash flow. So you can really increase your cash flow over time by investing in real estate. Now, before I jump into this, why would you want to invest your money into real estate? Why would you want to invest your money into the market? All these different things. Why do you want to invest your dollars? Because cash should not be sitting still. If you get cash coming in, if it's not for your emergency fund or short-term savings goals, things like if you're saving up for a house down payment or you're saving up for a car payment or something of that nature, then cash sitting is okay. But if you have cash just sitting there in a savings account for no reason, that cash needs to get moving. You need to move that cash into assets that are going to create more cash for you over time. You want your cash to have babies, as Grant Cardone says, meaning you want your cash to be invested and create more cash for you. So the reason why you do this, the reason why you invest in real estate is to create cash flow so that you can scale. Because as you start to scale in real estate, you can really accelerate your cash flow every single month. And if you look at this, you look at the way that I'm going to be talking about this, you can really start to see how the cash flow is going to allow you to exit your day job if you want to. Now, if you like to have the cash flow and have your salary, more power to you because there are things where you can get better loans and you can do much more things when you have a salary. So Looking at this situation, that is the reason why you would be interested in investing in real estate. And this is the reason why we are interested in scaling in real estate because we can get from point A to point B much faster in real estate or business or something along those lines instead of waiting that 30 to 40 years. So I'm going to go into this blueprint. Now, the thing I want you to understand is you don't have to be overly aggressive with this blueprint because you want to build wealth in a safe, controlled way. You want to make sure you're preserving that capital. Warren Buffett said the rule to investing, rule number one is don't lose money. And rule number two is don't forget rule number one. And you got to remember that when you're investing your dollars, because over time, if you just continually keep investing your dollars into cash producing assets, whether it's stocks, index funds, real estate, any of these things, you are going to do well over time as long as you stay invested over time and you run the numbers correctly, you know what you're doing. So here on this podcast, we're trying to teach you everything that you need to know so that you can invest your dollars and create that freedom in your life. That's what you want to invest your dollars for. So you want to do this in a safe, controlled way because if you make a mistake, you don't want to lose money. You don't want to violate rule number one, which is do not lose money. So we're going to do this in a safe, controlled way where you can add properties as you feel comfortable and you can add and scale up as you feel comfortable because you want to limit these mistakes. You don't want to make mistakes, especially early on, because if you make a mistake early on, you're going to get discouraged. And that's what we do not want you to do in real estate. So you could think about this strategy in a specific way, because the way I want you to think about this is the way we're building this out. The way we're building this blueprint out is you could think of three circles. There are two outside circles and one middle circle. And the middle circle is your comfort zone. And inside of your comfort zone, that's not where you want to stay over time. And then there's two outside circles. One circle is something you understand, but is just outside your comfort zone. And the other circle is something you don't understand and is outside your comfort zone. You want to stay away from things that you don't understand and is outside your comfort zone. You want to stay within things that are outside your comfort zone, but that you understand. 
because that is where growth is going to happen. And that is where this blueprint is going to be laid out. Now, the original idea for this blueprint was from a guy named Brandon Turner. And I absolutely love this. He was the host of the Bigger Pockets back in the day. And he laid out a similar blueprint to this and he called it the stack. It's a similar principle to this. And so I'm going to lay it out and I'm going to go in more detail than they do in the stack. And I'm going to show you exactly how you can do this. And this is exactly what I'm going to utilize for the new venture I am doing in real estate, where I'm going to look at doing this same exact blueprint as I go into a new real estate venture. So let me talk through some of this right here. So if that's something you're into, then let's get into it. So phase zero is the education phase. Now, we always talk about this early on. This needs to be six months to a year. If you have no idea what you're doing in real estate, you need to get educated. All the best real estate investors that I know are readers or they listen to podcasts or they try to learn as much as they possibly can. But most millionaires, most people who are wealthy, read. So here's what you need to understand. You need to get educated, but you do not need to get stuck here too long. I don't want you to have analysis paralysis. It took me three years to buy my first property, and that was way too long. If you do this within six months to a year, because you want to start getting the ball rolling, because the key here is you're going to learn way more once you get that first property. But you have to know what you're doing Then you get the property, then you put it into action and say, some of this works, some of this doesn't work because not everything is practical for every single situation. So you want to understand these core things, at least at the beginning, so that you can start to buy properties. You want to understand how to find a good deal utilizing books or mentors or podcasts or real estate meetups. You want to understand those things. Now, we just had a podcast episode called 26 ways to find real estate deals. If you haven't checked out that episode, make sure you check that out because we're talking about a bunch of different ways and I'm sure some of those you have not heard of. So make sure you check out that episode. The next thing you wanna know, and we have an episode on this as well, is how to run the numbers in real estate. I'll link both of them down below in the show notes so you can check those out, but you have to know how to run the numbers. Your money is made when you buy a property. It's not when you sell a property. You have to understand how to run the numbers and how to buy the property right. Because if you buy the property wrong, the entire situation is going to go awry. The third thing you want to understand is systems for finding good deals. So we expand on that again in that episode on how to build out systems so you can find good deals. And then you want to build on a network of other investors, or if you want property managers, all those different things, you want to find a network of people who are going to be within your circle so that you can build wealth in real estate. So that's phase zero is the education phase. Now we're going into phase one. So phase one in this example is we want to invest in multifamily property, for example. So the first thing you do is in year one, you go ahead, you run the numbers, you know what you're doing now, you go learn as much as you possibly can, and you go out and you buy your first duplex, okay? So you have a duplex in place for your first year, and that's all you're going to do for the first year. You're going to buy one duplex. This is your learning phase. This is where the true learning kicks in because you have the head knowledge, you have the understanding, and now you're putting it into practice with this duplex. You're managing two tenants, not just one, because a lot of times if you just buy a single family house, it's pretty easy to manage that. So if you have two tenants in place, you're going to have to deal with a different situation when you buy this duplex. Now you're going to learn so much in terms of how the closing process works. If you never bought a property before, you're going to learn how the closing process works. You're going to have to get an inspection. You're going to have to go through closing. There's going to be closing costs involved. You're going to have to work with your agent if you don't have a real estate license. All of these different things. The next thing you're going to learn is how to market and price rents for your property. So putting them up on Zillow Rents or Realtor.com or all these different places, or if you get an agent, you can put it on the MLS. To get this property listed is a system that you have to put into place. Now, let me give you some advice when it comes to your real estate systems, because in this first phase, that's what you're starting to build is the baseline for your real estate systems. 
And these are going to evolve over time. Your systems will definitely evolve over time because as you scale and as you grow, you're going to have to make tweaks. The same systems you have with your duplex are not going to work for a 50-unit apartment building. So you have to make sure that you understand how to scale this as you go through the process. But let me give you some advice. As you start off, you want to make sure that while you're doing something, while you're going through the process, that you're writing down the steps in either a checklist form or you're writing them in a form where somebody else can do this for you. Because as you scale your business and if you really want to do this thing, you really want to build up a real estate business, but you don't want to be working in your business, then you need to be able to hire people and they need to be able to step in and know your systems. So you have to have what are called standard operating procedures. Now, this is laid out in the book, The E-Myth, and it's also laid out in a book called Traction in a similar way. And standard operating procedures are gonna tell you exactly how things work within your business. We have this in every single business that I build. I build out standard operating procedures. Master Money has standard operating procedures. Real estate businesses have standard operating procedures. My other online businesses have standard operating procedures. Everything is in place. We want it written down. We want it checklist so that anybody can step in and be able to do that. You need to do this from day one. If you have one house, if you have one duplex, build this out. Because if you're serious about this business, everyone is going to crush you if you don't have systems in place and you're just going to do everything that much slower. The next thing you're going to learn is how to manage your property. Now, the best book on managing your property that I think is out there is the book by Brandon Turner called How to Manage Your Rental Properties, I think is what it's called. And him and his wife wrote this book and they literally lay out their systems on how to manage a property. So if you're doing property management up front, then you want to make sure that you get that book because it literally lays out, it's a step-by-step book on exactly how to do that. And he gives his forms, he gives his leases, all that kind of stuff within that book. Then you are going to figure out what your surrounding team is with this duplex, meaning who's going to repair the sink when it gets leaky? Who's going to fix the toilet? Who's your handyman? Who's your contractor if you have to remodel the property and make it look nicer? If you're looking at something like an Airbnb, you're going to have to really remodel the property. Who is going to be the folks who are going to help you out with your property? You want to build out that surrounding team, which is a very important team. They have to be reliable, and they have to be people that you could utilize at any point in time. Now, if you're new to an area, you just bought a property, and you're new to an area, look at something like Home Advisor, where you can find folks in the area who have to be vetted. Now, a lot of times, their pricing may be a little bit higher, but it's a good starting point to find people that you need within that area. And then... You're also going to be setting up and learning how to set up your financing. Now, getting your financing is part of phase zero, but in addition, you're going to be setting up your financing so that you can start to learn how the financing works with properties. Because after you get your first deal, there's a lot of things that you can do there. Say, for example, you put extra value into the property. You remodel the property. You inject value into that property. Well, you can refinance that property, pull the cash back out, and guess what? You can buy another one the next year. So, There was a lot of things that you can do with financing that you need to learn about as you get your first property. So there is so much learning going on with this very first property. This is what I'm saying. Don't wait too long like I did to buy your first property. I started to think about it and I started to overanalyze. I'm like, well, which situation do I want to get into? Do I want to buy single family? Do I want to buy multifamily? Do I want to buy mobile home parks? And I was going all over the place, just learning as much as I possibly can instead of just taking action. So I finally took action when I was about 25 and bought the first property. So this is where you have to understand what is going on. And what's going on in this first phase is that you're learning. Now, phase two, what you're gonna see is there's gonna be a theme here. We're gonna double it up here. So in phase two, the next year, you're gonna buy a fourplex in year two. So what this does is in this phase, now, all of a sudden, you've got six units. You bought a fourplex. Maybe you refinanced the first property and bought the fourplex. 
And you're going to learn all new sorts of lessons because each property brings new lessons. And you're going to learn that very quickly. My first property I ever bought was super easy to manage. And it was super, I was like, oh, this thing is so easy. My second property I bought was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. I had evictions all over the place. I had stuff that I had to do. And we'll talk about that property one day because that's a very long story. But the hardest property I ever had to manage was my second property. I wanted to quit. And this is one of the things that you're going to learn is every property is very different. So your second property, say for example, is a fourplex. So we're doubling it up here. You had a twoplex, now you have a fourplex. You have six doors. And for some people, that's a great supplemental income for them. Because if you have six doors, say for example, they're cash flowing $200 a door. Now you're making an extra $1,200 a month just on those properties. And here's what you're doing at this time. Now you're solidifying your team because you're going to need your team more often with six doors. You're adjusting your system slightly as you go about learning how to do this. You're learning how to manage multiple properties, meaning you have multiple addresses. Now you have multiple things you have to do. Your tax situation changes a little bit. A lot of things are happening here and you're learning how to scale this business and you're learning how to make these adjustments because you're doing it safely. You're doing it in a way that you still understand, but it's outside of your comfort zone. You're scaling it in an area where you understand, but it's outside of your comfort zone. You're pushing more and more each and every year. So now you're at two years under your belt. You got these six properties. Now what you want to do, and here's how we're going to stack this thing up, is we're going to go to phase three, which is in year three. And you're going to buy an eight-unit building. So we went from two units to four units to eight units. So that means you have now 14 units under your belt. But the coolest thing about this is now you're getting into commercial properties. So anything above four units is now a commercial property. So you're getting a different type of loan when you do that, or if you're paying cash, it's a different story. But commercial properties are anything above four units. So if you go into a bank and say, I want to get a loan for a five-unit property, then you have to go get a commercial loan. You can't get a residential loan anymore. So that's why house hacking works, for the most part, four units and under when you're starting off, if you are interested in house hacking. So you're learning about commercial properties, and you're learning about commercial financing. And you're scaling up most likely now, if you have 16 units, you may want to have a property manager. Now, you absolutely don't have to. I know people who have been working full-time who had 80 units that they were self-managing. I would not want to do that. That's not something I would ever be interested in because I like my time. One guy I knew had 80 units, and he was managing full-time as a police officer. So he was working 60, 70 hours a week and doing that on the side. So it's definitely doable, but do you really want to spend all of your time working? So that's the question you have to ask yourself. Now, property managers will take 8 to 10%. In some areas, it's way more. And if you're in a short-term rental or something like that, short-term rental property managers will take anywhere from 20 to 40%. Some I've even heard take 50%. So you got to be careful on where you are. Now, 8 to 12% is a fair range. So if you're looking for a property manager, you're running the numbers, make sure you run those numbers that way. We talk about that in how to run the numbers on a rental property as well. So in this eight unit building, you're learning about commercial stuff and you're learning about small commercial buildings. So now you have 16 units. You're learning how to manage 16 people's dwellings at the same time in year three. Now, you're starting to get the hang of it. You're starting to get comfortable. You got the property manager in place to kind of take over some of those responsibilities. And now you're thinking through some people can retire with 16 units. If you could retire, if you run the cash flow numbers and you could figure out, hey, I want financial independence as fast as I possibly can, you could do this stack and try to get to 16 units in three years. And guess what? You may be retired, especially if you live a frugal lifestyle or if you can get really high cash flow. In these markets, it's tough to get really high cash flow. But if you're in an area like I've heard certain areas in Ohio right now still have some pretty high cash flow. Toledo, Ohio is one example that I've been watching people invest in some of those areas and they still have high cash flow. So there's things like that that you can kind of think through and say, hey, 
What is my fire number? How much do I need for financial independence? Now, when we come back, we're going to jump into phase four. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com PFP. That's Chime.com PFP. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank, N.A., or Stride Bank, N.A., members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash PFP. One of the hardest things about managing your money is figuring out where it's all going. And most of us are trying to save for several goals at once, which can feel like a daunting task to see if you're on track or even on pace to accomplishing your goals. But there is a tool that makes it so much easier and it's called Monarch Money. They help you track your money flow without taking a ton of time and energy. And Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. And you can invite them with an extra account with their own login at no extra cost 
to collaborate with you. And Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can create custom budgets, set notifications, and you can set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash PFP. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash PFP for your extended 30-day free trial. All right, so phase four is now you're in year four and you've bought an eight unit, a four unit, and a duplex. So you have those 14 units and now you're going to outperform those first three years all in one buy. You're gonna buy yourself a 16 unit building. You see the theme here, we're doubling up every single time. Now, with a 16 unit building, this is where you're starting to scale up a little more. And this is a very nice spot to be because the cool thing about this range is if you're in the range of 10 to 50 units, it's too large for the small investors and it's too small for the big investors. So there's a certain type of clientele that's within this range when you're buying units in this range. So at a 16 unit building, it's a nice spot to be in because maybe it's a little less competitive, but the prices are going to come in where you're still going to have some really wealthy people in play who are getting into real estate or who specialize within this range. So you want to make sure that you know what you're doing and you're learning how to really scale your systems at this point because you're doubling it up now going from 14 units to now you're going up to 30 units. Now at 30 units, most people can retire at 30 units. That's the area where most people are going to be able to completely retire. And you could do this in four years if you can scale up and find these properties. Now maybe it's more difficult to find these properties in a hot market, but you can also scale this out where, hey, maybe you can't find a 16 unit building, but maybe you can find a couple of fourplexes and an eightplex or something along those lines where you can find a mixture of these. So Getting into this is a higher level commercial building. So that means you're using funding, you're reinvesting cash flow from some of your underbuildings so that you can start to scale up your portfolio. And if you reinvest the cash flow to scale up your portfolio, you have a lot of options here. You can use equity, you can use the cash flow. There's a lot of things that you can do to start to scale up with some of this cash. But you're doing the right thing here because what you're doing is you're taking cash that is sitting and you're putting it into things that are going to produce more cash for you. So you're increasing the amount of cash flow that you have every single month. And whenever you do that, you have a lot more things that you can do when you have more cash flow. Now, you're going to have a lot of questions here. Are your systems scaling enough, or do you need to make major tweaks? If they're not scaling enough, if they're not doing the right thing, you need to make major tweaks so that you can scale those systems. Do they hold up with more units? Does your property manager hold up with this many units? Are they actually taking care of these properties or do you need to get a better property manager who can handle this many units in terms of with one investor? Now, most property management companies, they're not profitable until they have 300 units. So any property management company can handle 30 units, but can they handle it with one investor is the question. Are they actually taking care of your property? Because if you want this business to thrive and you really want to go up to the next level, then what you need to do is you need to make sure that your entire team is solidified and that they're doing the right thing for your business because nobody's going to care about your business as much as you do. And then your job is to manage the property manager. And now at this point, your cash flow should be accelerating. So you can start to figure out how large you want to grow. If you're happy at this phase, like I said, most people can retire at the 30-unit phase. But if you want to be fat fire or you want to pursue a large net worth, you want to get to 10, 20, 30 million dollar net worth, or you want to go even higher than that, then you're going to want to scale even more. So looking at this, you can be well worth 10 million dollars with this many buildings just at your net worth rate. But if you want to scale even higher and you want that cash flow to go higher, 
then you're going to have to go to phase five. So phase five is buying a 32-unit building. Now, this is when you're really starting to scale up, and every single year, you're scaling more and more. Now, some of the things you're going to have to come into play here is as you start to scale to these levels, you're going to have to figure out, A, where to get loans. You're going to probably have to start getting private loans because the banks are going to want to lend you forever doing this year over year. B, you want to figure out, are your systems still scaling? You're going to have to ask yourself that on every single level. Are they doing okay? Because now you have a lot of units you're going to have to be dealing with. You're going to have 62 units that you're dealing with at this point in time. And then at this level, mistakes cost more. So you need to make sure when you're running the numbers, it's solidified. You know exactly what you're doing with this many units. Your cash on cash return is going up over time. Because otherwise, if you're not making the return that you want to, if you're not making a return higher than 8 to 10%, you might as well just be investing in the S&P 500 and not taking on these headaches. You want to make sure that you're cash flowing enough and making enough cash and getting the tax breaks that you need to make this worthwhile. Because at 62 units, you're starting to get to yourself where you're either going to have to hire out an internal team or that property management team has to be pretty good in place. So thinking through some of those options makes it to where you want to make sure that you have all these things solidified. And then phase six, buying a 64 unit building. Your systems now have to evolve. When you have this many units, when you have over 100 units, you have to make sure that your systems are evolving over time. You can't have the same systems as your duplex and your fourplex. You're going to have to evolve these systems over time so that the whole entire business is thriving. And now you're in the realm where the bigger players are looking. So once you get over that 50 unit mark, the bigger players start to look within that range. Now, some of them won't go anything less than 300 units, but a lot of them start to look in this range, especially if there's not a lot of deals out there. So Now you're going to start playing with some different players. There's going to be different folks involved, hedge funds. Hedge funds are always involved with these multifamily properties, especially with single family houses as well. But you're going to have a lot more different things happening at this level. And you're going to know what you're doing at this point if you are still in business and still profitable as you go through this process. And then your deals are going to become more complex because there's a lot more money at stake here. Millions and millions and millions of dollars are being spent buying these properties. There's a lot of different things at stake that you're going to have to find more complex deals. Maybe you do seller financing. Maybe you have more complex financing deals to get the property. Maybe you do syndicates. There's a lot of things going on here where you can think through, hey, where am I going to get this cash? Do I want to raise money with investors? Do I want to do this on my own? Can I get a bank loan? What are all the things that you qualify for? And figuring out the financials is a harder part at this level. And then phase seven, you could take this as far as you want to go. You can keep doing this over and over and over again, or you can stay at the same level you're at, enjoy your life, put the systems into place and enjoy that cash flow for the rest of your life. So this is a way that I'm showing you in six years right here, you have well over a hundred units and you could scale this as much as you want. Now, if you don't do this in six years and you aspire to do that, Hey, just trying to aspire to do it and getting you halfway there is absolutely amazing. So This is something that if you don't want to wait 30 years to retire, we talk about our minimum investment goals of at least getting to that minimum investment goal so you can have a multi-million dollar portfolio. If that's something you're not interested in doing, this is a wealth accelerator. This is a way to accelerate your wealth within real estate by following this blueprint. Because if you want to scale quickly in real estate, you want to retire really fast, this is one way to do it and you can do it in a safe, controlled manner as long as you understand what you're doing and get that education portion right. Now, you're going to learn a lot as you get your first property. So it doesn't mean that that first duplex is going to make or break you. But understanding what you're doing early on is going to change everything for you because as you get to experience here, you're going to see each experience is going to be more and more challenges that are going to come involved. So 
Listen, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on the blueprint that I'm laying out for you here on how to scale up in real estate. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram or TikTok at Master Money Cohen. If you enjoy some of these real estate episodes, let me know as well. Shoot me a DM and let me know. And don't forget, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcast player you listen to. Please leave us a review because it is absolutely amazing that we can spread this message that people can build wealth. Anybody can build wealth. That's what we truly believe, and that's what's helping spread this message. So thank you guys so much for doing that. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. You guys mean the world to me. You guys don't understand how much you mean to me, and I want to change lives together as we go through this process. And then don't forget to check us out on YouTube as well at Master Money on YouTube. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you on the next episode. Everyone's heard the saying, you have to spend money to make money, but everything in life from travel to starting a business is expensive, which is why I want to tell you about a new podcast I love that will teach you all the tactics, tricks, and tips you need to upgrade your life, money, and even travel all while spending less and saving more. It's called All the Hacks, and it's a top-ranked show hosted by my good friend, Chris Hutchins a financial optimizer, an entrepreneur who's racked up millions of points, and he sold two companies. And if you want to rethink the way you're spending money, you have to check out the episode 91 with Bill Perkins and why you should be optimizing for net fulfillment and not net worth and striving to die with zero. All the Hacks has something for everyone, and I'm sure you'll find a new tactic that you can apply to your own life, whether it's a money hack that increases your net worth or a routine change that boosts your productivity. So check out All the Hacks. That's All the Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later.